Welcome to the Adventure Life Podcast, where we are finding adventure in the God of every day. And now your host, Will Ratliff. Hey, Adventure Lifers, Will Ratliff here. Welcome to the Adventure Life Podcast. You know, I was actually going to skip this week and take a week off, but I was listening to a podcast by a friend of mine, and then the idea for this podcast was birth, and I felt like it was pretty timely, so I wanted to share a few things as I was listening to this other podcast, I really began to think if people really understand what it means to live in the new covenant. And I believe for most Christians that it really, it's not a reality, sadly. You know, this time of year, we talk a lot about Jesus' death and resurrection. Easter is coming up this next Sunday when, you, when, you, when you'll hear this. You know, we talk about what he did for us, and rightfully so. And that's something that we, we need to talk about constantly, because what he did forms the basis for this new covenant. And you can call it life in the New Covenant, divine life, or even our life in Christ. They all essentially refer to and mean the same thing. Do you know, though, what it means to live within the New Covenant? I've talked a little bit about it here and there before uh, in different podcasts, but you know, there's some things I want to point out and emphasize, and I want to package it all together in this, in, this pod, in this episode. So, you know, when it comes to our life in Christ, there's quite a few things that are yours. And these are things that you don't earn. These aren't ways you have to prove yourself, prove your worthiness. These aren't ways that you, you know, have to perform and try to please God. But these are things that are yours because of what Christ did for you on the cross. And these are some of the most important thing, things that I've learned over, really, you know, over the course of my life. But for sure, you know, in this last in the last decade or so, these things have really come to the forefront. These things that are really you know, important to me and things that I have I have learned and really grasped grasped hold of in my own personal faith journey. So the first thing I want to point is that you are a brand new person. And in 2 Corinthians 5 17 it says, Therefore if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. You know that's I remember when I used to memorize scripture, that was one of probably one of the first ones that I, I memorized. And, you know, I'm not necessarily a big proponent of just memorizing Scripture now. I know the verse we use that, you know, we hide, hide His Word in our heart, that kind of thing. And to me, that's a little bit different. Um, I'm not going to go into that right now, but, but that's one of the ones, that's 2 Corinthians 5.17. But really, it hasn't come to mean as much to me as it... Uh, you know, in the past, as it does, you know, really in the, the recent, the more recent past. And so what does it mean to be a new creation? One, when, you know, when Christ died, he essentially created a new life form. That, you know, that was us, married with the Spirit of, of God. And so, you know, for a lot of us, it means we're no longer defined by our past. We're defined by this new creation that you become as a believer. And it's one of those things where, you know, it's mysterious. It's, I can't explain it. But, I mean, if you just take that that verse at face value, that the new creation has come, the old is gone. The old is already gone. The new is here. And so it's just, uh, it's just an amazing thing to think about. And, 
you know, I hope that not only this verse, but a lot of these things that I'm going to talk about are, are really impactful and that you really spend some time kind of digging in, dig into some of these verses, you know, read some of these chapters and, and ask God, you know, what he has to show you today and, and through this, because I mean, the reality is, that, you know, that for most Christians, we're still living by the old covenant. We're still living by law. We're still living by rules and regulation and obligation. And yet Christ has come. He's given us freedom from the law. He's given us freedom from obligation. And we continue to revert back there. And so that first thing, that you're a brand new person, that you have just this access to God, this one-on-one access. So the second thing I want to point out is you have a new heart. Ezekiel 36, 26. And this is, a, this is prophesying the coming of the Messiah. And, you know, this, this time, which is post, you know, after the cross, but Ezekiel, one of the prophets in the Old Testament, is prophesying here. He says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And so that's what happens. You know, when we believe in Jesus, that we're instantly given a new heart. Our spirit and you know, his spirit comes and resides within us. He removes our old heart of stone. And again, that refers back to, you know, the old is gone. The new is here, meaning our, you know, our new heart, this new spirit. And, uh, you know, so what does that mean for you? It means you can begin to trust your heart, not doubt that you want good things for your life and those around you. It means that you, you know, for a long time, just me personally, I, I would second guess myself, any decision I made. And you know, or beat myself up if I made a mistake or, you know, all those things. And so, you know, what I've learned over the last few years is that you really can, you know, once we have trusted Jesus with our lives and we've trusted the things that he's done, then it becomes more about that, more about what he's done than more about what I do, did, or am doing. And so you can, you can start to trust your heart. The other thing is, do you, if you find yourself struggling with sin, you know, congratulations. That's because of the new heart you have within you. If you didn't care, if you didn't struggle, you know, that would be evidence of, of you still having an old heart. But if you're struggling with it, if you're like, if you don't like it, if you hate it even, and you're just like, why do I do that? That's evidence of this new heart that's within you because you are struggling with it and you don't enjoy that anymore. And so... You know, it used to be that we we would define sin by, well, that, you know, or maybe we still do. Well, that's the fun stuff that Christians don't get to do. But if you really have the heart of heart of Jesus, and if you're looking at it from the perspective of, you know, those, that's, the, that's the stuff that really hinders me in my relationship with, with Christ. It doesn't mean that Christ isn't still in me. It doesn't mean the Spirit's not still working in me. But, you know, those are the things that are not the best for me in my life. I mean, God knows best. And, you know, those things become really less and less attractive as we get closer. And I I don't like that word actually closer to Jesus, but as we, as we really understand what Christ has done for us, as we really live in the spirit, then those things are going to become less and less attractive. I've heard it described before too, is like our want to changes. You know, the things that we want to do become different when we're really trusting in Jesus. And it's, and it's not to say that things aren't going to be hard. It's not, it's not going to say that other things aren't going to be difficult or even tempting. You know, we're going to be tempted by, by certain things. There's going to be struggles there. But again, that, that want to, the things I want to do are 
become more and more aligned with the things that God wants for me. And God has to untwist some things in all of us. You know, there's certain ways or certain things that we continue to struggle with or struggle with. And again, that's okay. And one of the things that I've learned as well, too, and just that freedom is that I have to trust that Jesus has already won the victory in over my sin, over the sin of the world. And so I've got to continue to trust in him that, hey, he's going to work those things out in me. And I just need to keep uh, trusting in him, relaxing, like we've talked about before, just re- really relaxing into this reality that he has. Um, and it's okay if your want to doesn't match your just did. <laughs> like what? It doesn't always do that. Um, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, what I just did is not what I wanted to do. But as we continue to relax into the completed work of Christ and what he's done, then we're going to have, you know, those, those things are going to get better in our lives. And if you don't see it now, man, trust me, there's things I've struggled with for a long, long time. And and I've slowly seen, you know, some, some things, like, they're getting better. I can't always see it, but there are times I can look back and I'm like, yeah, I mean, I remember how I used to be, and I, remember, and I see how I am now. And it's just so much better than it, than it was. So the third thing I want to point out is Christ is now your life. And I know I've mentioned this before, that God's Spirit comes and lives within us when we, when we believe. Colossians 3, 3 says this, For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. So God, or Christ becomes, man, our very life. And I know I've talked about the, you know, this divine life that we get to participate in, and it talks about in 2 Peter. But Colossians talks about it as well, that not only do we have access to the, access to the divine life, but the divine, you know, Christ is our life, and His Spirit lives in us. So, you know, that's one of the things that people talk about. I just want, you know, I want to grow closer to God. I want to you know, I need to grow closer to Jesus, that kind of thing. And it's like, how how, clo- how much closer can you be? Because he is residing within you. And when you sin, it doesn't like, it's not like he leaves or his spirit leaves you. His spirit is always with you. And, you know, so we can be assured that we're not going to get any closer to Jesus because he is always present with us. Now, there are times where we may not feel that present or we may not feel that close to God or we may feel that God is silent. And I've had those, you know, those seasons too, where I'm like, "God, where are you?" I, <laughs> I feel nothing. You know, it's like my prayers are bouncing against the ceiling, or that, you know, He's not present with me. But a lot of times, we just have to know that He's there, that He's working and moving. And even though He seems silent, or times we, you know, there might just be something we're not seeing at the time, or that we're not hearing, whatever that is, uh, you know. And there's but he still can teach us things through those times. I know I have grown so much just in my faith during a lot of those times where it seems like God is silent that it's just, you know, I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's, you know, that's why. Or, you know, it could be that he's trying to get us, you know, he's untwisting something in our life. And so it may, may take a while before we can really move on or before he wants us to move on. And we just have to really press in and and just you know, continue to, to check in with him and, and hopefully, you know, we'll see what, you know, why that, uh, you know, that dry season that we think is that has been there or why he's been, 
you know, seemingly silent. So, and then, you know, again, you're, you know, when we, so part of the, part of this new covenant life is your life is defined by freedom in Christ. I know I've talked about this before too, but Romans 8, 1 and 2 says, therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. So your whole experience in the past might very well have been defined by your failure, by your sin, by guilt and shame. And I would say, especially if you come from a, a religious background, even Christianity, and sometimes especially Christianity, that a lot of your life may have been defined by your failure, by not meeting expectations, or not, not thinking you meet expectations. And there's kind of this saying, it's like, you know, God's good, you're bad, do better. Well, that's not the that's not the life that I'm talking about. That life is is again defined. We're trying to find that life by going back to the Old Testament. That it's not about us, about doing better, about doing more, about doing stuff for God, but it's about what he's done for us. So Jesus removed the guilt and shame and has given you life by his spirit. And the reason I know this is for years, for so many years, I struggled. I struggled with guilt. I struggled with shame. It was the way that I was raised. I love my parents. But there was just so much guilt and shame when it came to my religious experience uh, growing up. And, you know, I, I, th- I think my parents did the best they could. I love them. Um, but I think that, too, there was just this there was always this focus on rules and regulation. There was on the law and legalism. And I think that has really propelled me into this life of grace. So I'm thankful for my past and that it brought me to where I am. But at the same time, one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast is that I want people to know that you don't have to experience that, that you can experience grace and freedom from the very beginning of your relationship. Now, you may have already experienced that like I did, and that's great. I hope you can move into this grace and freedom. But know, too, that it takes a while. It takes, you know, for me, it, it's taken, and sometimes I still find myself kind of relapsing back into kind of that, that old thinking, uh, that old religious thinking. But I, I've learned to recognize it now so I can catch myself. And, you know, I, I'm better now, but it, man, it was there for just such a long time. Or the, just the guilt of, hey, I, you know, whatever it might be for, you know, for me, my parents, uh, my parents didn't drink. And then it's funny because my in-laws don't really drink either. But, you know, it's like just going to the store and grabbing a, a beer or a six pack of beer or going to a restaurant and ordering a beer for, you know, for a long time. I don't know. That's so funny probably to you. But it was just, it was a real experience that, you know, there's, there's this kind of this twinge of guilt that I felt. And I knew that I was free, you know, I mean, because I, I know the, I know, I know the Bible pretty well. Uh, you know, I've read it for most of my life. And I knew it talked about, you know, don't be, you know, don't, don't be drunk. Uh, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I knew that, you know, Jesus' first miracle was turning water into wine. So I knew that there wasn't a problem with it, but I think it was just that, you know, that history of of this religious thinking where, oh my gosh, you know, you can't mess up or Jesus... God's waiting up there just to crack you with a bolt of lightning or whatever. 
So, you know, again, I hope that's not your experience. Um, if it is, I know you can relate. But I, I hope also that you can begin to move into this life of the new covenant. Because, I mean, it is just so much, it's so much better. And it's so much more freeing in the life that is yours in this new covenant. Now, I do want to give a caution. So in Galatians 5, verses 13 and 14, it says this, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. Again, here's that, just that concept of freedom, freedom in Christ. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. And so really everything that we, we did before as the law can be summed up in that statement, love your neighbor as yourself. And so now that becomes our whole, you know, our whole purpose. And we don't do it out of our flesh. We do it again out of the spirit that God loves people through us. You know, a few few years ago, I did a whole study in Colossians. And this is something that I would I would highly recommend just reading through it. But as you do, I want you to notice this is something that just popped out at me as I was reading through it during this time. And it was just how I started look or just noticing like all the times that it said in Christ or with Christ or and it just blew me away the kind of life that we have access to. And really this whole podcast, it's probably possible because of that time where I just noticed over and over and over again in the book of Colossians, how many, to- how many things that we just have as part of our life in Christ. Because every time it says, you know, it talks about Christ and what he has access to and the kind of relationship that he has with the Father and who he represents, all of those things are ours through him. And, you know, Colossians is not that long of a book. There's only a few chapters. It'd probably take you 15, 20 minutes tops to read through the whole thing. But I would just challenge you, you know, pick up your Bible, read through the book of Colossians this weekend. You know, it's Easter weekend and, you know, we, we focus a lot, and we talk about the death, we talk about the resurrection of Jesus, but also find out, you know, for yourself, what you have as part of this new covenant life. Those things are yours. Those things are amazing because Christ died for you. He was resurrected and you have been given a new life. You're a new creation, and that is one big adventure, my friends. So, what was going to be a skipped week has now turned into a full-blown podcast episode. I hope you have a great weekend, my friends. And my, my just my encouragement for this week is live in this new covenant life that is yours and that you have full access to by his spirit. And it all happened because of what Jesus has done for us. Grace and peace, my friends. 